Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Shelf. I am your host, Lee Walker. I am joined by the Perched correspondent, YouTube.com, and Justin We Trust, Justin Largito. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode as we kick back with the Hasbro line. We are here at Series 3 now, Justin, as there was a little break in the show. I'd like to thank Chris Phantom for uh, helping out with series two and uh, the tag team line there, Justin series three saw some uh, changes and changes fast that they had to fly on the whim with that. We're going to talk about a pretty solid line, but uh, you know, included tag teams included uh, much of our favorites, a lot of accessories. So let's begin. Yeah, man, let's do it. Which side do you want to start with? Uh, let's see. Let, let's go, uh, let's go macho and then onward. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to have some stuff to say at the end. So ladies and gentlemen, we start off with macho man, which, uh, Justin, I believe this was the, uh, repaint to macho King. Yes. So this is pretty much exactly identical to macho King. Uh, even if you saw this like on the pegs at a store, you probably wouldn't even realize there's much of a difference. Because the only difference is on the back of the trunks where instead of Macho King, it says Macho Man. And obviously with the exclusion of the accessories like the scepter and the crown, there's not much different from that original uh, Macho King figure. No, and there and there really isn't uh, just just the difference on the back. Like the, the sunglasses have two silver streaks going through them. Um, the goldish knee pads and in, in the uh, laces in the boots, uh, they're, they're identical just the back and the accessories that the, the figure came with. Cause uh, same, same style action with the clothesline uh, even to the point that a uh, little upset, like they didn't paint the tape around his hands, but he still has the hole to like, even hold the scepter just like Macho King did. And, and, you know, I'm glad you brought up the tape around the hands. Cause that was an issue on his series one as well. But I also have right here with me, the uh, Hasbro Maniacs Guide to WWF Hasbros. And in the reference photo they used for this Macho Man, you can see he has the tape painted. So yeah. I don't know what the disconnect is with, you know, painting these prototypes or these studio shots. And then when the figure actually makes it to stores, it's just the mold of the tape and it's not painted. Yeah, I, I, I wish I knew. It, it kind of drives me a little nuts seeing that. Um because even on the Macho Malloway, it was the same thing. Hands are painted and stuff like that. But uh, great figure overall. But it's one of those, if you have Macho King, did you really have to buy Macho Man? As a collector, the answer is yes. But as a uh, 1991 seven-year-old me, yeah, I had like you know had to have it. Because it was another Macho Man that came out. You know, you had to have them all type deal. Uh, my mom didn't go for it, though. So... <laughs> I, I can't relate. I wasn't even thought of by that point in 1991. <laughs> Justin, next is the Texas Tornado. Carrie Von Eric. Now, I really like this figure a lot because when you look at his face, it looks just like him. He was a very muscular guy to the point with his clothesline arms. You can see the veins that they put in his in his arms running through in the definition in his abs and chest and everything his yeah. action is like that spinning clothesline type deal you know you swing him around and 
you know, because he's the Texas Tornado, so the action makes sense. Now, the, the confusing part, you know, he's got a headband on. The confusing part for me, though, is Macho Man's hands aren't painted and his wrist tape's not. Von Erichs is. Right. Yeah, I don't understand what the disconnect is to why some of these wrestlers have the mold for the tape and then it's just not painted. It, it It's very confusing to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, his gear was very basic, just plain trunks. I like the tassels on the boots. Uh, I think overall they did a great job with the figure. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know what? I honestly didn't even notice the, the veins in the molding, too, until you just kind of brought it up now. But they're definitely clear as day there, too. And, and uh, one thing that's... Yeah, yeah. And one thing I noticed that's interesting, you'll see, like, with Macho Man, Texas Tornado, um, the teeth are painted. Yep. And, you know, they did a great job with the eyes, making them, you know, you'll see a lot of cust- guys who do customs, the, they make the white too big in the eyes. These eyes are done great. Uh, the hair, you know, they did a great job. I think this, this turned out to be a great figure. Really a sleeper figure, if if really you think about it. Former Intercontinental Champion, but uh, I would say his time in WWE as Texas Tornado wasn't really as long as you know people think. Yeah, uh, like like you said, it is kind of like a more of a basic you know Hasbro like design wise, but you know with the detail of the torso and the arms and the head the. Head sculpt is definitely spot on for a, a Kerry Von Eric, so this is yes. very good in my opinion. Moving on to our next figure, Justin, and I'm going to compare this to his Series One figure quite a bit. Is we have the Big Boss Man, very very more detailed compared to Series One Big Boss Man. You see, what's ironic about that is I still like the Series One more. The Series 1 Boss Man, yeah, I I like that one more myself. Here we go. There's my reasons for it. Series 3 Boss Man has more detail in the face. The mouth is painted, and it's open. You see his eyes were in Series 1. He had had sunglasses on. Right. Um, the shirt is more opened in Series 3. He's thinner in Series 3 as he has a different action. He's got that... Ooh. He's got that clothesline action. You don't drop the big boss, man, Lee. You'll be, uh, you'll be serving hard times if you do that again. Oh, I'm going to be serving hard time in Cobb County, I'll tell you that much. You better so, read series... the times and respect the law and order. So, so the series... One figure, his arms go up and down. This one is like a clothesline action. But this one has more detail to it. A lot more detail. Uh, one of the things I notice, aside from like the arm, there, there's more detail in the shirt. There's more paint as like his, his sergeant lines are painted, where series one, they're not. Other than that, the only difference is on the left side, of series one, he has like a, a tag, but on the right side, uh, that series one didn't have. And this was kind of a sleeper to me that I didn't, you know, really see Justin was the fact that this action figure of the big boss man has the Confederate flag on it. Oh shit. Does it? 
The Series 3 one does? The Series 3 has a Confederate flag on it. Yeah, I don't have that one in front of me, so I can't get a good look at it, but I believe you. Uh, that, that That's actually crazy. <laughs> well, my arm just broke off on mine. I got to fix it, but I'll come up. I'll come up and show you on the camera. First you're fucking dropping him, then you're breaking his arm off? What the fuck? Oh my god, Lee. That's a Confederate flag right there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Don't mind me as I perform surgery on air, folks. Oh, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, um, ooh. So... Yeah, this boss man is way more intricate than Series 1. However, Series 1, Justin, just like you said, uh, is always going to be my favorite. And the reason for that is because uh, it was, I think, my fifth birthday. I had gotten the big boss man. And I had gotten, I had gotten Hulk Hogan, Series 1, for my birthday. So it always that always like stuck out to me as something that I'll always you know, have type deal. So when I first started collecting, uh, those were the t- first two figures I bought. It was like, yep, got to have them. That's it, plain and simple. But overall, um, this big boss man has more detail to it than Series 1, but Series 1 will always, always have my heart same here again it's a great boss man but series one man like yeah it's it's just just a more iconic style of big boss man for series one yeah absolutely and uh you know if you're a fan of this big boss man i apologize but uh yeah that that's really it for me and on on this we're going to move on to his first figure in the line. And he's perfect. He's Mr. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. Uh, I actually have this figure autographed upstairs. Uh, it's in a case and it will never see the light of day unless I want it to. To protect the autograph. Right, and I don't blame you there. So, don't don't hate fans. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Um, maybe one day I'll I'll pull it out. I highly doubt it. Good as new. There we go. Good as new. Now we can sleep tonight. Yeah, because I I I would have been uh, would have been pretty upset. Pretty upset by that if that if I couldn't have fixed that. But as you said, we're moving on to Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. This version of Kurt Henning in the Hasbro line has the full solid yellow singlet. Uh, you know, you got the perfect scowl right there, blonde bleach blonde hair, uh, the black knee pads, white boots. So as we were talking about with Macho earlier, so this one doesn't have it molded on the actual figure. It really bothers me that this doesn't have wrist tape, this Mr. Perfect. Because that when I think of Mr. Perfect, I think of singlet, wrist tape, knee pads, white boots. And I feel like that's the one thing that stops this from being like a perfect Mr. Perfect 
ironically, a perfect Mr. Perfect Hasbro figure. Uh, you're not wrong. Um, you have the, the the book. Does it show his wrists painted? I don't think so. It what? doesn't because he doesn't even have wrist tape on. Um, for me, um, yeah, no wrist tape. Yeah, so for me, Justin, where I'm upset with the figure is, you know, Mr. Perfect for a, a very good specific reason. And that reason was the towel. Yeah, you're right. Honestly. You know, one of the best times he had ever done the, the incident with the towel was uh, King of the Ring. Uh, match against Mr. Hughes. He throws the towel over his shoulder and it lands on Curtis Hughes' shoulder. Ooh. And as he walks by, he, he, he's, he has a big smirk on his face. And Mr. Hughes pulls it off his shoulder and just looks at the towel and looks at him. And, and Mr. Perfect goes to the corner, raises his hands up to the crowd. It was just an awesome moment. Um, the yellow was a... Uh, I feel like for his first figure, it's great. But I, I feel like his singlet... You know, he was known for different colored singlets. Like, I would have done, like, you know, he had, like, the blue with the black on the back. And that that, that kind of what is what bothers me, too, about this one. So, with his yellow singlet, he usually has kind of a, like, a light blue or a turquoise triangle in the back. Like, how the other one has the black triangle with the blue. But this one's just solid yellow all around. Yeah. So... Um, I had this. I loved it. I Chris think it the... also loves it very much. Yeah, I think this was the only figure in this line I had, actually, now that I look at it. That's interesting. Yeah, because there's, there's quite a few heavy hitters in this line, in this series. Yeah, and uh, speaking of heavy hitters, Justin, we come to the biggest heavy hitter of them all. Yeah, we're going to be talking about this guy a lot. The immortal one, Hulk Hogan. There he I is. had the bear hug action, and I had uh, Series 1. So now he's in Series 3 with this. Uh, essentially the same you know, suplex action like Mr. Perfect. Um, a lot, a, a bigger Hulk Hogan compared to the season series one figure. Bigger arms, uh, more tan body, uh, different graphics on the shirt compared to the first series and series two. Uh, the bandana has great graphics on it with uh, the hearts or the, the the stars on the one side and then a couple of stripes on the other. And it says uh, Hulk rules on the front with the WWF logo. In my opinion, this is probably the best Hulk that they actually had made. I think this was the best one. 
know, he's got the suplex action, which you know he really wasn't known for the suplexing. Uh, the next couple of guys that we're going to get into, they move way better. And this is, you know, their legs move. You know, we're here. We don't get that. We we don't get it uh, at all, which, you know, you think with it being Hulk Hogan, the series one, we got the body slam, which, which you know, he was known for. Uh, series two with the bear hug action, you know, it was cool. But as a kid, you really couldn't do much with it. But this one here, uh, you can you can do the suplexing, headlocks. It's a great figure. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, later we would see this figure, and we'll talk about it in the Malloway. Uh, but overall, Justin, I was just saying how. Uh, for all the Hulk Hogan's and for the couple of figures that we're coming up to next, uh, we didn't get a Hulk figure with legs that, that move, uh, especially considering his finishing move was the leg drop and his signature was a boot to the face. Uh, again, overall, you know, we see this figure come back in the Malloway form, which I, you know, we'll talk about later on when we get to those. But overall, I think this was the best Hulk that they made, even though I'm strictly still hardcore about Series 1. Yeah, I, I got to disagree with you for the best Hulk, because I think that goes to the bear hug Hulk Hogan. Uh, I, I really do. I love that one the most. Uh, you know, I see the action with the bear hug. It just he looks like he's flexing, showing all the pythons and everything. I, I love that one. I like it. It's just hard because there's not much you can do with them. But, you know, when you were a kid playing with them and stuff. But, Justin, I think we're going to do these next two as a tag team because that's what they were. But we do get to talk uh, something that was slated different for one of the figures. Ladies and gentlemen, the natural disasters, earthquake, and Typhoon. God, look at those two. Nice and minty. I got mine right here. Uh, they have the same action. You know, they're both bigger guys. They both have the same arm actions. Uh, their legs move, which, like I said, I was just saying, like, for a guy like Hulk Hogan, this would have been cool to have in one of them. Uh, you know, Earthquake, they got his tattoo on there, and it came out. Look at that. That is mint. That is a mint tattoo on that one. <laughs> I've got two of these figures. One's mint, one's not. I've got the non-mint one. Uh, interesting choice, though, with Earthquake with the ring gear. Um, yeah. I think that's um, this is like more of his single run gear. Uh, when they were a tag team, he wore a similar singlet to Typhoon with the black and the red and the white running through the middle. Here we've got um, more of like what a single gear earthquake war. Uh, great figure. I, I, I like it. Uh, a lot of people repaint these though with the gear that we were just talking about, which is, is fine. But I mean, this earthquake is 
it's a great figure. The expression on his face, uh, the arm action. Again, the legs move, so, you know, he can stomp around you, run one way, run the other, and then give you the big sit-down. Typhoon, though. Now, this is this is where I think, Justin, it gets interesting. We got the single-run Earthquake gear. And I, I don't know why they didn't change him when they brought Typhoon in, because... This is right as Typhoon uh, goes from Tugboat to Typhoon. We were originally supposed to get Tugboat as the figure, which if fans of you know, uh, which I'm sure you do, being figure collecting fans, you know that Matt Cardona uh, has the, I believe the prototype 2-up head. Yes, he, de he definitely has to go up, yeah. So, um, you know, we know that that figure was supposed to come out, which when we do the review on the retros, we actually get it, and you'll hear my thoughts on that, because... Uh... And I'm, I'm going to disagree with you with your thoughts on the retro tugboat, so... That's, that's fine. That is completely fine. Uh, but this Typhoon, again, I think with the gear... Phenomenal job. It's, yeah. it's perfect. You know, um, all I can think of is that they, in production, they had already gotten earthquake started type deal. You know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking too. But even still, that just seems, it's very odd that they would just make typhoon because you have to make a different mold from that tugboat. So is it really that hard to do a repaint on earthquake? You know, you know what I mean? It's just, it's weird. Yeah, because Tugboat was a whole different mold. Yeah, because he had the hat on his original mold. And his legs so were solid. Yeah, and his legs were solid. Right. But let, let's move on because we get to like one of my, my favorites, and, and this actually comes up later on. Again, it's another figure that Matt Cardona has um, that is an extremely rare one. But we'll talk about this Series 3, which this is rare in itself. Brutus the Barber Beefcake makes the return to the Hasbro line after being part of Series 1. Uh, new gear, new action. And they changed the color of his clippers. In Series 1, they were red. This time they are black. Uh, basically, I believe we have the same face. We do. There's really no difference there. Um, this figure is great. I, I love... The gear is way more intricate than Series 1. Series 1, they went with the patchy stuff. Now he's in like a whole different type of style of gear he was wearing. I think they did a great job with the hands. I mean, the shears are always awesome to add. The only thing I wish we would have gotten was something where you could have both his hands hold it. You know what I mean? Hold right. the shears at once. Like him, like it looks like he's cutting type deal. Um. Also, what I love about this is you can take this and the Rockers. Um, I believe it's WCE that makes the 3D printed stuff uh, for Hasbro rings with steel cages. And there is an actual Justin uh, Barber playset of the Barber Shop. 
I, I've seen that out there. That's that's awesome. So you can relive that moment. I'm thinking about getting it, but I'm already pretty full behind me at the bar here. Right. Um, you know, stage wise to set stuff up like that. I recently just added the. You can't see it because I got stuff in front, but I just recently added the the raw letters from the new uh, Mattel uh, Creations uh, playset that comes with Undertaker, 1, 2, 3, Kid and Razor Ramon, which fans, you're going to get a bonus episode Saturday. Justin and I are going to talk about a ton of stuff that we've missed from Elite, AEW, and so on and so forth. So make sure you get to check that out. But Justin, this figure, they've done a really good job. He's big. Uh, they always go really big on the muscles with these guys, and this was this was a figure that was no different. Yeah, this just the gear alone pops so much, which makes me love this Brutus. Uh, even the you know the sleeves on the arms are molded where it has kind of that crocodile skin kind of material. Yep. Uh, just fantastic. I love this one all around the zebra print, and they could have just went full zebra print on this and like not even bothered, but. You have the molding with that same kind of crocodile skin uh, material or that mold with the red stripes and everything like they, they went all out on this one when they didn't really even have to. They could have just given us like a simple repaint of that series one. Yeah, they, they which I'm, I'm, I'm glad they didn't. Right. But oh, I'm not complaining either. No, I love the zebra pants, to be honest with you, and, and the texture of the the hands with his, you know, stocking type like material he wore on his hands was awesome. And, you know, next we go into a former tag team partner of his. Greg, the hammer Valentine. Now, uh, originally fans, this was not the figure we were supposed to get. We, that's the figure that we got, what we were supposed to get. And it's advertised on the backs of the cards was the rhythm and blue style of Greg the Hammer Valentine. Justin, I say that we were supposed to get it because uh, it is advertised on on the back of the cards of Series 2. You know, when you look at them, uh, there were some things that when they changed, they didn't change the back of cards. Um. And I believe it was supposed to come as a tag team set with Honky Tonk Man. Which so let me let me bring up something because me and Chris Phantom did talk about the unreleased Rhythm and Blues uh tag team pack uh from the two pack series, excuse me, the two pack episode. And he blew my fucking mind when we were talking about Greg the Hammer Valentine and this figure specifically. I had no clue. Until he told me, and I had to go back and pick up this figure afterwards and look at it and like really examine it. Uh, and there's no way this is going to be able to get picked up on camera. But right there on Greg's trunks is the name Greg molded, not painted, but molded into the trunks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He he blew my mind when I he told me that. I never knew that. I didn't either. I I couldn't believe it. Wow. Never and, and you know, that. It's crazy that that's there, but we can't get fucking wrist tape painted, man. Yeah. Wow. 
Uh, anyway, the figure insane. looks great itself. You know, they got the classic like shin guard thing he wore, the hammer on the back, and that new discovery of Greg is actually written on the trunks, molded on it, not painted, but molded. Uh, they kept the I, same I action. I don't understand how that happens. It's so weird. Now, we, Justin, we do know that there are unreleased figures as the Rhythm and Blues. We know that uh, Mark Bushy had it once. There's only three in existence that we know of. We know Mark Bushy had one. He had sold his. Uh, Matt Cardona had one. I don't think he has it anymore. And then I believe uh, the last owner is, uh, I believe, the guy who owns Ringside Collectibles. Which those are the only three that are known in existence. Mine is obviously a, a remake that someone had did. But again, this is one that we wanted that we didn't get. And we do get it later in uh, the retro line. As you guys can see, I have the box out on display. As you see, Tugboat and Typhoon on there. Or, well, yeah, Tugboat and Greg the Hammer Valentine. I'm sorry. Uh, I was looking at Typhoon, and there's Tugboat, and, you know. Uh, we're, we're all so, over the place in these gimmicks. So, so we'll talk about that when the time comes for, for that figure. Now, uh, Justin, you have the next figure that... Not great. Uh, not uh, not Dorn. He's not in this series, but <laughs> now you have the next figure that uh, I actually don't have loose, and that is we get another Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. So brand new Ultimate Warrior, brand new mold. Uh, I love this figure. This is definitely, I would say, in my top five for the Hasbro line. I, I the colors pop. The molding on the tassels is fantastic. The The face looks great. Everything about this just screams Ultimate Warrior to me. This is my least favorite warrior. Fuck you, bro. No, no way. <laughs> I won't accept yeah. that. Um, And there, there's a lot of reasons. The first one is just a classic to me because it's the first one. The second one, I think, is actually the best one. To me, this one's the worst one. It's way more highly defined than the first one, 100%, especially with the feet with the tassels. Um, I hate the Layers action. Yeah, I hate the action, though. It's a foot stomp. Like, I hate it. Oh, come on. But, but the Bushwhackers can do their fucking dance and it's okay? What's the Bushwhackers? Oh, oh stop. No. But the Bushwhackers don't have that. The Bushwhackers don't even have that action. But it's... You know what I'm saying. It's their... Oh, whatever, well, I know man. what you're saying. What? It's just, it's not a... Um, not one for me. This warrior did nothing for me. I did own it. I, I, I obviously have it on card because I have uh, it autographed. And... Uh, for me as a fan, I just, you know, to have a complete collection, I got to have it. But for Loose, I did have it at one point. But I did sell it to Chris Phantom, actually. Yeah, at the back with the Warrior, you know, the Warrior logo there on the trunks. Um, 
the colors pop the purple and the yellow on the figure i, I admit that that you know i love that. all of that they had done great with there, there's there's no denying that it's just for what warrior was and the action it just didn't do anything for me the tassels on the back now yeah. i believe those are all molded like yeah which is which is awesome and i love it but it's the action that takes away from the figure for me no nah, i'm i'm sorry man this is my favorite warrior and i'm i'm sticking by that you all put right. this on display on the shelf and it looks fucking amazing and and i i i do agree with you on that it does look great it's just not for me man well, let me tell you something, and I'll get right into our next uh, next figure. But listen up, you maggot, because there's one other guy that you don't have on that bar right there, and his name is Sergeant Slaughter. Yes, so we have Sergeant Slaughter here. Yeah, 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 you grab Sergeant Slaughter. There he is. But very cool. Uh, he's got the hat molded on, the sunglasses. He has the point, and uh, he has the little uh, my action. Oh no, it does work. Uh, my action with the you know throwing the arms up and down, uh, singlet, the camo pants which are very detailed, and the boots along with the belt. So, great Sergeant Slaughter definitely resembles the the GI Joe figures that would come out around this time as well. So they did perfect on this one, I'd say. Yeah, his wrist tape's painted. Even even the mustache too, just <laughs> the mustache too, just really brings the face together. And the the jaw, having it out, right? You know, this one they did great detail with. You know, you look in the wrist tape and you can actually see like an army, uh, logo, in the oh, in the wrist yeah. tape. We're just noticing all this invisible molding here today. <laughs> And that's on both both wrists. You know, he's got it on the hat. The belt looks great, and they, you know, they even painted the little studs on it. Right. Yeah, great job with the army pants and the in the boots. You know, I like how yeah, like, they could have just half-assed camo, but they they went all in on the camo. You know, I like because you know their pants they got them ruffled. Where like in like some of the ring gear, you see it's just nice and flat sitting on them, like trunks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Here, here they got you know the ruffles in them. They did a great job with 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 the face and the mold. It's just this was a great figure that they did. He's got something that no one else does. He's the only one with a finger pointing. Right. You know. You um, never see that again. No. Overall, I think Slaughter was, you know, this was a great, great figure that they did on, on Slaughter. Yeah. I No complaints about it. I think it's perfect the way it is. But now right, let's right. get into, um, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on our last figure. It is Coco Beware. He comes with Frankie. He's got the jumping action. Sunglasses, bandana. Uh, his wrist tape is painted. 
Yep, they got Coco. Yeah. The jumping action makes sense. It looks good. I love the addition of Frankie, uh, which, by the way, if you uh, try and find Frankie, this little fucking bird is not cheap, by the way. It took me so long to get a Frankie. Not cheap. Uh, You know, so if you can find the figure with the accessory, pay it because, you know, there are reproduction ones out there, but they're the quality's not there and you can tell it's reproduct. It's a reproduction. Frankie looks great. You know, they put a lot of work in his feathers, you know, for such a small accessory. Right. And I think it's awesome how literally Frankie's feet is molded so it can just lay right on Coco's arm. Just, yeah, that's perfect. Now, later on, um, we were going to get Coco with Owen Hart as the tag team. Unfortunately, Coco leaves. And, and that's instead why Owen of, Hart is in high energy gear. Yeah, and instead of getting um, Jim Nightheart in... Uh, like heart family type gear. He is in uh high energy gear as the, the, the new rockets there with Owen. So we saw a change there and we'll get to that when that time comes. Uh, overall, Justin, a lot of these were big staples in the WWF at the time, these wrestlers um, really for me as a kid though, Greg Valentine was really more on his way out and Texas tornado only had like a couple years in the company. I didn't own them, but the rest of these guys, natural disasters, Hogan, perfect macho slaughter, beefcake, Coco. These were all mainstay names to me for a while. You know, Coco, what made him interesting was literally the fact he came out with, with, with uh, the parrot you know, Frankie, the natural disasters were just big brute men. Like, you know, the the jumping action, I, I really can't picture him in another action, if that makes sense. No, I, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, I'm going to I'm going to campaign for it real quick since we're on the topic. We recently got that Jim the Anvil Neidhart redone in, you know, Heart Foundation gear and the retros in series two. Let's get a fucking Coco Beware high energy gear in one of these retro series. You got to do it. I agree. We got to get a Coco high energy. I'm not going to disagree with you there, man. Not going to disagree at all. Justin, is there anyone in series three? I mean, we talked about the small changes we would make in... Uh, the figures, is there anyone that you would actually take out, and who would you add in? Man. Tar. I think I think it's, the, the lineup's good. I don't think I would take anyone out. Um, Everyone kind of has their place. For the most part, all these figures look good. You know? Yeah, you know I, I, I think the lineup's perfect for this one. I agree. The only thing I would do different would be change Macho Man. That that was that was gonna be my big thing. Um, only because he's it was a simple repaint. I would definitely have preferred uh the rhythm and blues Greg over what we got. But understanding so that they had broken up as a tag team, so it makes sense that did you know it didn't happen. 
and I would change look, earthquakes when we, when here. We keep going on the macho. When we keep going on the macho, um, you know, I get they were just trying to rush it out because this was post WrestleMania seven, and the Macho King had kind of, you know, retired, and Macho Man was getting ready to be a commentator for the most part. Uh, at least we could have gotten like a different, you know, trunks design or, you know, something a little bit different instead of just the Macho Man on the back opposed to the Macho King, like put out that JC Penny, you know, exclusive Macho Man that was supposed to come out and never did. You know, it's just stuff like that kind of irks me when you really think about it. Well, I don't disagree with you, but, you know, thankfully we have a resurgence, especially with the retro line. Um, as you can see in uh, the Series 3 box set that they do now, uh, we got two figures that were supposed to be in this line that we got opposites of. So, fans, you can actually check that out when we get to the retros, but uh, we have a few more series of Hasbros to get through first. Now, Saturday, you're going to get a, a bonus episode of us talking about a bunch of new figures coming out, figures that have come out, whether it be uh, AEW or whether it be WWE from Legends, Elites, and everything in between fans we are hardcore figure collectors and uh one thing we will touch on real quick is if you're a figure collector or someone who just you know collects autographs of wrestlers the perched correspondent here and i are going to wrestlemania this year to represent perched on the top rope which is the banner we're under for perched on the top shelf as collectors that justin and i are Fetterman Sports has announced Edge, Cody Rhodes, and Charlotte for the big event in March. Now, this is a point where, you know, we're trying to save money and not spend yes, a ton yes. of money. Because WrestleMania is in Hollywood this year. But, uh, yeah, catch me at a glory hole. How about that? <laughs> well, you know what? It, it's worse in my situation because they have icons of wrestling the following week in Philadelphia. Which they just announced FTR. And of and course, you know I have to go for FTR. Just be aware that they do not sign their WWE names. I only have their AEW figures, so I'm good. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, it kind of sucks that we don't have conventions really near us anymore, so we have to travel for this stuff now. But, um, it's going to be fun and fans uh, under perched on the top rope. Justin and I will. Well, unless Justin goes to icons, I'll be meeting Lindsay Dorado on the seven on the 19th. So uh, no, I, I should, I should be there too. If I'm really thinking about it, I should be there too. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can expect an interview with Lindsay Dorado coming up with perched on the top rope in those episodes air on Fridays on youtube.com slash perched on the top rope, but also with the podcast, which you can find anywhere and everywhere from Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, you name it. We are there. It is perched on the top rope. Again, we are perched on the top shelf. We are just under the perched on the top rope banner. 
And for those listening, we thank you for keeping us on your chartables from America, Ireland, well over two years we've been on their chart and have never left, and Italy. Thank you. In total, we've reached nine different countries on Chartable, including Great Britain, Canada, Germany, Australia, you know, and that's just to name a few. And we thank you, fans, for always tuning in and listen. We were even number one in Singapore once, which I hope to have happen again someday. Uh, and all the other countries that, that tune in, I noticed uh, a big surgeons over in Japan uh, with last week 55 downloads from them. So thank you. Uh, we hope to see your chartable soon. So make sure you tune in and listen in uh, as Perched on the Top Shelf airs on Wednesdays. Perched on the Top Rope is Fridays. And we're giving you special content Saturday this week for Perched on the Top Shelf talking more figures. You can check Alex, the adorable one, at twitch.tv Perched on the Top Rope on Sundays uh, streaming WWE games and much more. You can catch our perched correspondent, Justin Largito, right here is the co-host of the show. Uh, you can catch him on his YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com and Justin We Trust. Uh, the man just went to his 100th show. It also happened to be Raw, the 30th anniversary. His show is doing phenomenal. Make sure you go check them out. Justin, go ahead. I just wanted to point out real quick, uh, just hit 100, 100 shows. This upcoming Monday will be 101 with Raw in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And yes, there will be, be a vlog coming out soon after. So make sure you go check that out at youtube.com slash injustinwetrust. Fans, you can check out all our other content at Facebook, facebook.com slash perched on the top rope. As we are winding down, about to hit 11,000 likes, we thank you. You can check us out on Twitter at Perched Top Rope, Instagram at Perched on the Top Rope Podcast. You can also check us out uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Perched on the Top Rope. As I said, you can catch Alex there Sundays at 9 p.m. streaming live. You can also catch us on TikTok at Perched on the Top Rope, where we have Selena scenes recreating the best memories in professional wrestling. With Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, because that song really does make everything better. And if you don't like that, then go watch Kevin Sullivan get humped by a dog. It's pinned there. Go watch it. Seriously, the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan gets humped by a dog. It's on our TikTok. Enjoy that. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Perched on the Top Shelf, where if it's not in a case, you don't have a chase. We're out. See ya. See ya. Mm-hmm.